0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 104, Tricking Out My New Turkey Shotgun. And I am your host, and the guy who is still on top of the world, as it seems I've had more great luck this week. I've got more money coming my way. I've gotten two emails this week promising me $11.2 million on top of the $5 million that I mentioned to you last week. So, my promise to you guys is, as soon as that $16.2 million arrives via courier, I'm going to take each of you listening to this show on a Merriam's turkey hunt. I'm a giver. What can I say? Well, today we are 146 days, 12 hours, 23 minutes, and 51 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama, which is kind of good because it gives me a little bit of time to play with my new toy, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So my family has what my wife first thought to be a strange birthday and Christmas gift policy. Now, after many years of being around us, she now doesn't think it's quite as strange as she used to, and she understands the method to the madness. But the birthday and Christmas gift policy is as follows. If you are due a birthday or Christmas gift sometime in the very near future, then you put together a list of the items that you want, and you provide the family with that list. Now, our policy ensures that you pretty much get what you want, and the style you want, in the color you want, and in the size you need. In fact, there are often times when that wish list of gifts includes links to the websites where the items can be purchased, as well as coupon codes and discount codes. I mean, why not save those you love some dough on the items that you want so they can buy you more of the items you want? It's quite brilliant, and it's very unexciting. Well, it's unexciting unless you have a birthday coming up and you recently bought a plain Jane new shotgun that you want to convert to a turkey gun. Then the birthday wish list becomes very exciting and the new soon-to-be turkey gun will get tricked out with all sorts of accessories. Alright, so you may have already guessed that someone who has a birthday coming up and recently bought a plain Jane, straight out of the box, new shotgun is me. And while my family members may be scrambling around trying to discover a way to purchase the firearm accessories that I've asked for without being placed on an ATF watch list, I want to share the transformation that I'm going to put this gun through with you guys. Alright, so when the dust settles on this, this may end up being a two- or three-part process with an episode to cover each part. Those episodes will most likely not be consecutive. But that is one of the reasons I love the podcasting medium so much. After I released the last episode of this two- or three-part series, you can go back and listen to them all in sequence at that time, or if you happen to be more into deconstructing things, you can listen to them backwards and in reverse order at that time if you want. So let me say this before I get started. I'm not doing this series of episodes about tricking out the shotgun to talk about all the things that you should do to your shotgun to trick it out for turkey hunting. I'm instead talking about the things that you could do to trick out your gun for turkey hunting. You may choose to open the box to your new shotgun, replace the modified or improved cylinder choke that came with it, with a turkey choke, buy a box of turkey shells, and head to the range and sight in and pattern the gun. They're basically built for that. So there's no reason why you can't do that. Now, because this is not my primary turkey gun, and I'm not saying that it can't or won't be my primary turkey gun, I did not spend a great deal of money on the gun when I bought it. I most likely will use the gun for nothing but turkey hunting and maybe some predator hunting And since this is my backup turkey gun, I want to modify it from its bare-bones look and setup. Now, before I give you my list of near-term turkey gun modifications, I think that you need to meet my gun. But before you meet her, I want to tell you how I met her. So I've been wanting a lightweight 20-gauge turkey gun to tote around in the woods with me on those days when I know I'm going to go on a 4-10 to mile walkabout. So, how many days per season do I do this? Well, unfortunately, I do it a lot more than I want to. I say unfortunately, I actually enjoy it. Yes, it does wear on you after 45 or 50 days of doing it, but I do actually enjoy it. So, in September of this year, the local Bass Pro Shops ran a Dove Days sale. And this sale just so happened to be during the same time that Remington was having a $50 mail-in rebate promotion on their Model 870s. So I went to Bass Pro Shops and I bought a youth model Remington 870 Express in a 20 gauge. Now ultimately, I ended up paying $249.99 before sales tax for the gun, which retails for $329.99 online and in their stores. So now you know how I met her, let me introduce you to her. She is very much the younger, more homely sister of the modern top-of-the-line shotguns of today. The gun has a very plain wooden stock, a matte black finish on the receiver and the 21-inch barrel, a 13-inch length of pull, now this is a youth model shotgun, and the gun came with a modified screw-in rim choke. The gun has no sling swivel studs, and it has a single bead at the end of the ribbed barrel. Now, one of the reasons that I was drawn to the gun is that it weighs in at 5 pounds and 12 ounces as is. And the gun is capable of shooting 3 inch or 2 and 3 quarter inch shells. While I am 1,000% certain this setup will work perfectly for any youth or small statured person to leave the store and head straight for the dove field and kill doves, I want my new girl to be a little bit dressier. And this is where my birthday wish list I mentioned earlier comes into play, and here's what I have in mind for my future homecoming queen, hopeful. Okay, first up, I mentioned that I want a lightweight 20 gauge. so. I'm taking off the wood stock and I'm getting a new stock, a synthetic stock. The stock I have my eye on is made by Choate, C-H-O-A-T-E. The lightweight Choate butt stock in end should cut about 12 ounces off the weight of the gun. Now some of the reviews that I've read say that it should knock off about 16 ounces from the weight of the gun, but I'm going to be conservative here and say 12 ounces. And that doesn't sound like much. But it's about what three 3-inch, three 20-gauge turkey shotgun shells weigh. And considering that I'm going to be adding some weight in other areas, I want to cut some ounces anywhere possible. And I like a synthetic stock on a turkey gun because I am very hard on a gun when I hunt. And the more impervious to me I can make that gun, the better. Now on my birthday list, I requested the stock in black, but it's not gonna stay that way, and there's more to follow on that soon. Next up on the list are spacers for the buttstock. This is a cheap add-on, but it's likely very necessary as the Choate stock only has a 13 and 3 quarter inch length of pull. I need that length of pull to be much closer to 14 inches to be comfortable when shooting. After the spacers, on the list, I have a swivel cap for the tube of the shotgun. Since the new Choke Buttstock has a built-in sling swivel post, I need a point on the business end of the gun to attach a sling to, and there is no way that I'm taking a gun on a four-mile walk without a sling attached to it. I've chosen an Uncle Mike's cap for that purpose, and for no other reason than the fact that it's affordable, and it was easy to find, and I've also had pretty good luck with Uncle Mike products in the past. Now since I just mentioned a sling, yep, it's on the birthday list too. I picked out a neoprene sling because they're soft, they're comfortable, and they have some shock absorbing qualities to them. That stretchiness makes a gun feel lighter, and that really is the whole purpose for me getting the gun is to lighten the load. Okay, next up. And I would say that this is probably more important if you're shooting a 12-gauge, or you've got a young son or daughter or niece or nephew whom you're going to be taking hunting, I am replacing the recoil pad on this gun. I don't even know what the recoil pad on the choke butt stock is, but I know that I'm replacing it, and I'm replacing it with a limb saver tech pad. I actually replaced the recoil pad on my 12-gauge turkey gun before last season with a limbsaver air tech, and I'm gonna tell you that it makes a huge difference in the felt recoil when I shoot that gun. I'm not as worried about the recoil in shooting three inch shells out of a twenty gauge, but anything that I can do to lessen that recoil will help me to be more accurate on any follow up shots if I need to make those. Okay, when I described the gun to you a few minutes ago, I told you that The gun has a single bead sight on the end of the barrel. And I personally am not much of a fan of a single bead sight on a turkey gun. I know there have been thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of turkeys killed with a shotgun that have a single bead on the barrel. But this is my personal preference. So I'm adding a fiber optic rifle sight to the gun. I feel that the negative of having a sight that can get bumped off of center that you actually have to keep an eye on while you're hunting outweighs the lack of a front aiming point to ensure that you get down on that buttstock of the gun before you shoot. Turkeys and predators are the only animals that I like a rifle sight on a shotgun for. I really don't like a rifle sight for a running turkey or a predator, but I try to avoid those running shots when I can. I just mentioned to you that I want less recoil so I can be a little bit more accurate on follow up shots. And now I'm telling you that I'm probably taking that accuracy away by putting on a rifle sight to try to shoot at that turkey that's running off. But I hope to not have too many of those follow up shots to take on turkeys. The sight that I've chosen is similar to the one that I have on Black Death, who is my 12 gauge Browning Gold Hunter turkey gun. It is a high vis adjustable fiber optic sight set. In red and green. And I will be adding that on there and sighting the gun in just as soon as the birthday comes and goes. All right, so the next two things, I'm going to say I save the best for last, but really I've saved them because this is where the tricking out of the turkey shotgun process gets stretched out. And these two next things are what really matter the most for us turkey hunters, and those are the shotgun shells and the choke. Now I'm going to go into much, much more detail on these two integral parts of a turkey gun setup on a later episode about tricking out this gun, but here's what I have on my birthday wish list. Shells. I have one box of 3-inch heavy 13 and number 6s. I have one box of 3-inch heavy shot magnum blend, that's 5s, 6s, and 7s in the same shell. And I have one box of Federal Premium Heavyweight Number 7s. I absolutely love to shoot guns. Probably like the vast majority of you listening to the show. And I am thoroughly excited about taking those different rounds to the range to shoot them through a couple of different chokes. Especially when I get that new recoil pad on the gun. Okay, so speaking of the chokes, I've got two of those on my wish list. I may end up buying three or four or five of those, but right now I've got two on the wish list. I have the Jeb's Headhunter and a .590 constriction, and the Heavy Shot Heavy Choke Rim Choke and a .575 constriction. Both of these chokes that I have picked out are non-ported because Federal Premium recommends non-ported chokes with their rounds. I think that's got something to do with the wad that they use in those shells, and. In addition to that, I don't believe porting a shotgun helps to reduce felt recoil anyway. I do know for a fact that it helps reduce that in a rifle, but I'm not convinced that it does in a shotgun. So the choke choices in non-ported chokes is very limited. But I'm going to start with these two chokes, like I said, and I'm going to move on from there if I'm unhappy. And I think that both of these chokes have a satisfaction guaranteed or money-back guarantee on them. So so one or both of these chokes may be going back home if they're not a good enough fit for my new gun. Okay so here's where you can help me out. If you have a short barrel Remington 870 Express that you use for turkeys I'd love to hear which choke and shell combo works best for you and I want to hear the numbers to back it up. In other words shoot me an email that says I shoot a rhino choke with federal premium number sevens in 3 inches and I get 184 pellets in a 10 inch circle at 40 yards. If you've got that information and you're willing to share it with me that would be a huge help to me as it possibly saved me some time and some money in shotgun shells as well. And you know you can email me at andy at com with that information. I would love to hear from you. Okay so for today here is really and truly the last but not the least modification my new turkey gun is going to get. And this item is not on the birthday wish list. In fact, I've already paid for this item because I took advantage of some people's ignorance at a Safari Club International banquet. At that banquet, in the silent auction, there was a certificate for a Cerakote application on a firearm. And I bought that Saracote paint job on one firearm at the silent auction at that banquet for $25. And my new turkey gun is going to be the recipient of that $25 donation to Safari Club International. Right now, I'm not dead set on a color yet, but I'm pretty sure I can choose a camo. And if that's the case, that's what she's going to look like when she's done. All right, so listen, once all these modifications are done, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need help naming this new tricked-out addition to my family. I told you that my 12-gauge Browning Gold Hunter is nicknamed Black Death because it can kill you from both ends just like a Cape Buffalo can do in Africa. And since the Cape Buffalo is nicknamed Black Death, I figure what better name for my solid black 12-gauge turkey gun than Black Death. So once all of this is done, I'm going to post some pictures on Twitter and Facebook and we'll hold a little contest to pick a name for my new gun and I'll even do my best to come up with an awesome prize for the person who comes up with the best name for her. Sound like fun? I think it'll be fun. Alright, so as I mentioned, I'll keep tabs on this transformation for you guys and I'll keep tabs on the cost of this transformation as well. I know that cost is always a factor in anything that we do in our lives, but especially so with our hobbies. So I'll be watching that closely, and I'll be updating you with where I stand in the future tricked-out turkey gun episodes. Okay, so that's all that I have for you guys today, but before I cut you loose, can you help a brother out with one favor, please? Can you please forward, share, and retweet this episode on every social media platform that you're on? It's a great way to give back to the show this week, and I thank you in advance for it. Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review.